Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. So this month, um, we are talking about the month, this is the month of righteousness. I don't know what comes in your mind when you think about about righteousness. If I would ask, um, probably I will hear different answers, but I know they will be related to something. Hallelujah. To the main concept. Hallelujah. But we are going to learn um, what righteousness is according to the scriptures. Amen. And why it's so important for a child of God to understand the righteousness of God. Amen. This is the concept that the children of Israel struggled so much to understand. They never understood righteousness, the righteousness of God. Apostle Paul was writing in, in one of his prayers in Romans chapter 10. From verse 1, if you read from verse 1 from down, going downwards. Where Apostle Paul was saying, my heart's desire for, for Israel, my prayer for them, that that may be saved. For they have the, the zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, maybe let me go to Romans chapter 10. He was saying, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel, that's talking about the Jewish people, is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, having not committed, submitted to the righteousness of God. Hmm. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Hallelujah. For Moses wrote, writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend unto heaven. That is to bring down Christ down from above, who will descend into abyss, that is to bring Christ up from, from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made salvation, unto salvation. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for, for your word that is inspired of your spirit, that you have breathed upon it, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. For your word is the truth. Your word is light. Your word is life in the name of Jesus Christ. For the entrance of your word brings light and understanding. 
to us in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word this morning to liberate us in the name of Jesus from guilt and shame, to liberate from the power of sin, to liberate us from the voice of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. We open our hearts to your word. We open our heart to your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me today. I receive revelation. I receive understanding. Give me the spirit of wisdom and understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. It is done. Hallelujah. All right. My, I may be all over in terms of the scriptures because the subject of right, but I'll be around Romans between Romans chapter one to chapter to chapter. I will not go beyond chapter chapter ten. Hallelujah! I'll be hovering around, uh, you know, around those those chapters. Hallelujah! Amen. So today I'm going to talk about the gift of righteousness. Hallelujah. As I mentioned earlier on, this is the message just to encourage us. Hallelujah. It's not a message of condemnation to condemn people. No. Hallelujah. We leave everything to the Holy Spirit. Once someone is born again, he has the Spirit of God inside of them. They have a relationship with God. They have the right standing with God. They can approach God the Father anytime. Hallelujah. Whether you made a mistake yesterday, the door is open. The Father has opened a door to say, you are my daughter. You are the righteousness of God. You can access the presence of God. Remember the book, that this is what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. Hallelujah. If you read from verse number 14 going downwards to verse up to verse 16, we are going to go into that, into that chapter. You know, the throne of grace. Hallelujah. We access the throne of, throne of grace to obtain mercy. For someone who is pure, for someone who is uh, righteous, for someone who is holy, for someone who has no sin, for someone who does not remember, who, who does not need mercy, how can they, how can they uh, go before God? So that means if we are to go before God to obtain mercy according to that scripture, that means you and me with your mistakes, with your imperfection, you are the right candidate, hallelujah, to go there. But you go there as the righteousness of God, hallelujah, not as a sinner. A sinner is someone who has no relationship with God, who has no relationship with God at all. That person is a sinner because that person has got sinful nature in them. Even it doesn't matter whether they are following the laws of this world, they are respectful to elders. It doesn't matter whether they are nice people, they are kind, they are giving people to the needy, the poor. It doesn't matter whether they, you know, they follow the laws, you know. There's, there are many nice people out there who are not born again. Very nice people. You go like, oh, the way, if you judge from a distance, you might think, oh, this guy is so nice. This person is so nice. He's going to heaven. But not according to God. That is not the standard of God. And there are those people whom we think sometimes, hey, this person, how can this person be a Christian? 
this one is not so nice. He doesn't smile. He's always serious. He doesn't give. He doesn't give to the needy. How can this be? What kind of a Christian is this? But yet in the, front, in the eyes of God, he's the righteousness of God. This person is going to heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, that is God. Because the standard of righteousness according to God is different from what we think it is. It's so different. It's so different. The way we judge things is so different. Hallelujah. I know sometimes as Christians we, we think, if I can do something. You know, when I was a young believer, each time I make a mistake, I never used to understand this. Sometimes I, I think, okay, I, I, I owe God something. I have to do something for God. Could it be given? When I give my tithe, when I give my offering, a big offering, I feel so good to say, ah, at least I think God is happy with me. I just feel that it's a feeling, but now guess what? It's not so with God. It's not so with God. You cannot please him by your actions. You cannot please him by following the laws, the do's and the don'ts and following. You cannot please him. No. The only thing that qualifies us to become the righteousness of God is by accepting him. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because he knew no sin. He became sin for us that we may Get the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. It's a free gift. Hallelujah. Say it is a free gift. It's a free gift from God. There is nothing that you can do to obtain it. You and me. This is the reason why Jesus said to come here on earth. To give us that gift only. Hallelujah. If it was something that man could do to obtain the righteousness of God, Jesus was not yet going to come. I know someone might say, how come the law of Moses was given to Moses? Um, I know I read from, the Romans, from Romans chapter 10. There are two kinds of righteousness though. The righteousness which is of the law and which is of faith. Of, of the law, you know, men had to do something. Do all the laws of Moses. There were over 600 of them. If you try today, you break one before you even start. But once, what the Bible says, if you break one, you're broken all. <laughs> yeah. So the law was just only given to Moses, given to the people to reveal the weakness to say sin was already there. The law was there to expose the sin. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Just like here, if we don't put, you know, a road sign limit to say, you know, here you only drive 60 kilometers per hour. If there is no sign, you can drive 240, whatever speed. You know, no one will judge you because there is no standard of measure. Are you hearing me? No one will judge you. 
There's no standard of measure. You can't say, I was over speeding when I was, you know, because when you're saying over speeding, you, there has to be a measure to say you've gone above. Okay? Are you hearing me? So the moment you put a sign, a law to say here, no one is supposed to drive beyond 60 kilometers per hour. Then you know, okay, if I do 70, that means I'm over speeding. Are you hearing me? So the law was not there to, to make people rushes. No, it was just there to expose sin in us. So that redemption, so that men will look for a redeemer who was here to come, which is Christ Jesus. Remember, I mentioned earlier on to say, the one who sinned must die. God had put already a judgment to that. Hallelujah. So, as we were born sinners, you know, according to the lineage of Adam, we were supposed to die. For the wrath of God was already there for men. Hallelujah. But God, because of his mercy, he had to come up with another way. Hallelujah. This is the wisdom of God. Even the devil did not know this. Are you hearing me? So there was an exchange. The fact that Jesus died for you is good as you died. Hallelujah. When he resurrected, a new person was, was also resurrected. A new birth. Hallelujah. We had a new nature. Which is what? The righteousness of God. So that sinful nature was already done away with. So now this person who has got a, a new nature now, which is you and me, we know we obtain that new nature through believing. Remember where I've read in the book of Romans? You believe unto, in your heart into righteousness. You don't act, do things into righteousness. You don't do the law into You believe into righteousness. Hallelujah. So that nature of righteousness becomes imputed to you. On the day of believing, you become the righteousness of God. Even before you are saved, even before you are saved, the moment you believe to say, ah, Jesus died for me. He is the son of God. I really believe in my heart. Already, righteousness is imputed to you. And then automatically it follows by confession. The Bible says, I believed, therefore I spoke. I believe, therefore I speak. Hallelujah. You don't just end at believing. That is why the moment you believe, he is the son of God. You begin to, to confess to speak it. He is the son of God. And that is when salvation comes to you. Amen. Hallelujah. You believe with your heart. And you confess with your mouth. These two things, they bring the righteousness of God and salvation for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap hands for Jesus. One thing, if you are to forget this message in case. One thing that you should not forget. Righteousness is a gift of God to you and me. And also righteousness is a nature in you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let me explain a little bit more about the nature. If I take, for example, an eagle, 
put it among the chickens. Does it make it to become a chicken? Even if it doesn't fly. No. It remains an eagle. Hallelujah. It's a nature. That's how it is. It's a matter of time one day to fly. Hallelujah. Even if the egg of an eagle is hatched among the chicken, raised together with the chickens, but in that egg there is a DNA that causes, that separates itself. It's a matter of time before you see it start to fly higher above the chickens. Then you know, oh, this one is different from these things. Are you understanding me? Hallelujah. Just like sin also was a nature. Even if you have not committed anything, even a child, a child when they are still born, they are born with that sinful nature. They are born a sinner. You don't need to teach them anything. They begin to show themselves the nature of sin. They start manifesting automatically. Then you know this is the seed of Adam. Until a time when they decide to say, now I need Christ. When they make that decision, believing, now salvation kicks in. Hallelujah. They become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. How about Abraham? Is it Romans chapter 3 or chapter 4? Yeah, I think it's chapter 4. We are going to look in that passage of scripture. Do we have someone? From, we are going to read from verse number one. We want to look at Abraham himself. David, is he here? I'll read. Okay. Abraham justified by faith. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, discovered in his matter? Mm -hmm. Go on. If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works... He had something to boast about, but not before God. Okay, just pause there. If Just go back to the scripture. If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he would have something to boast about, but not before God. Are you hearing that? So go to the next verse. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. And it was credited to him as righteousness. Just keep that scripture there. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. And it was credited to him as righteousness. The fact that he believed God. When it was almost impossible to believe God. God says you are righteous. Nothing to do with his actions. His weaknesses. We know this man had weaknesses, eh? We know some of the weaknesses are written in the Bible. Probably some they are not even written. This man sometimes could lie. But God says, you are still the righteousness of God. This man is righteous. Hallelujah. I know to someone who is religious, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Okay, let's put it this way. Bear in mind that I know sometimes we interchange these words, righteousness and holiness. Let me explain the difference. 
there is a big difference between the righteousness, between righteousness and holiness. Holiness simply means to be set apart for God. If you set apart for God your body, you yourself is you say, myself, I will set myself apart for God only to save God. I cannot do these things because I set myself apart for God. You, that means whatever, the, whatever you are doing, you are living a holy life. Holy to God. You understand what I mean? That means tell yourself, I cannot lie. I cannot do these things that others do. You are living a holy life. You are practicing a holy life. That is your own responsibility as a child of God. As the righteousness is your responsibility. That one is not a gift, by the way. It's your own responsibility as a child. You must do these things to live a holy life. That is pleasing to God. That is an expected standard of God, of a child of God, who is called the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. That one is not a gift. But righteousness of God that is imputed to you is now a gift. Hallelujah. That gift will also produce holiness for you to live a holy life as a child of God. Are you hearing me? Is favored? Is it disappeared? <laughs> okay. You want to read further? Is it Romans? Yes, Romans 4. So just continue reading. Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. Mm -hmm. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. Okay, just keep it there. So here is an example that were given by Apostle Paul. For someone who works, I know those people, the Bible is talking about, you know, especially the Jewish people that time. You know, even those people who were in Rome, that letter was actually written to them. There are people who were doing things, following the law, their own actions, because I give a tithe, because I do this, because I follow the laws of Moses, because I do this, therefore, I am righteous. Now, the one who, who works, do things according to the works. Go back to the scripture. I just need to see it. That automatically the person expects wages, right? So in fact, okay, that's verse number four. Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but an obligation. It's a debt. He has to be paid. It's entitled to him. So now, righteousness, since righteousness is a gift, that means you did not work for it. You, as a child of God, is given to you. Are we together? Do I have people who believe? If you are believing, raise up your hand. You believe Jesus Christ came for you. Hallelujah. I'm seeing those hands. Already you are the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. 
the Bible, I know it's a bit of a long passage. It goes on and on. It talks about circumcision. Um, maybe let's jump on to verse 22 to 25 of that same passage. Hallelujah. Verse 22. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Mm -hmm. The words it was credited to him were written not for him alone. But also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Hallelujah. Continue, yeah. He was delivered over to the death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Hallelujah. Clap hands for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's not about our actions. Righteousness is a gift from God, was given to us. Hallelujah. Now, I want to ask a question. I know if you are religious, in case you are religious, I want to ask you a question. Where you always believe, okay, I have to do something to, to please God. For me to be righteous, at least I have to do something. If you are that kind of person, I want to ask you a question. If you first believed that Jesus is the Son of God by faith, I know the Bible says already righteousness is imputed to you. Now, if you, the one who believe, and then you make a mistake. You make a mistake and you think, okay, maybe I'm no longer righteous. Does it mean now you are no longer believing? It's a question. Does it mean the moment you make a mistake, you are no longer believing? Because if you don't believe, then righteousness is no longer there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because believing is something, I, this is for me. I believe and I know. Believing is something that comes only once. When you are convicted by the Holy Spirit, by revelation, then you understand. Jesus is the Son of God. He died and rose again just for me, for my own salvation. And you believe that. That means righteousness has come to you. Now, if you make a mistake and then a thought is coming in your head, say, ah, probably I'm not righteous. Does it mean you are no longer believing? You are still believing. So what I'm trying to explain to you is righteousness is not something that can be taken away from you as long as you believe. As long as you believe, you have faith in Christ Jesus. The righteousness of God cannot be taken away from you. Hallelujah. You make a mistake, you are still the righteousness of God. But does it mean you have to remain in sin? Does it mean you have to stay in sin? Apostle Paul wrote these things. Certainly not. Because we are saved by grace. Grace is an empowerment that gives a child of God to say no to sin. Yes, 
men today may judge you. You make a mistake. People may judge you. Ah, why did you do that? But they don't know inside of you. Already there is something that is troubling you. To say this thing is not right. As long as, for me I am happy. If a conscience of a person is still alive. In a person. Where they are convicted among, you know, inside themselves. Where you just go like, I think this is not right. I cannot continue living this kind of life. This is a mistake. I have to go back to my father and ask for forgiveness. That is a child of God for you. Hallelujah. Because the spirit inside of you is rejecting that thing that is called sin inside of you. The spirit of God inside is already rejecting that thing to say this thing is foreign in your body. It's foreign to you. You cannot live in it. And if you don't go back to your father, approach the throne of grace, that thing will continue to trouble you until you go back to the father. Hallelujah. What does the Bible say? A righteous man may say fall seven times, but you shall surely rise up again. So be encouraged today. Don't look up at your mistake of yesterday. It doesn't matter whatever you have done. Men out there, they may count the sins, the things that you have done. But those things, they should not hold you back. I know the devil may be saying to you, run away from God. You are not worthy to stand before God. You know, the devil, when he wants to accuse you, you start magnifying God so highly. He is holy. He is righteous. He stays he, he, he clothed in light. He has no fellowship with darkness. No one can see God and live. What about you? The things that you have done. Do you think you are worthy to stand before God? Get out. You, you, go back. You are useless. Go and die. You are not worthy. But guess what? In the mind of God, God, highly as he is, he's saying, you are my child. You are welcome. When he sees you approaching the throne of grace, he doesn't see you, the mistakes. He sees the blood of Jesus. He sees Jesus, the righteousness of Jesus, that, that you accepted because there was a divine exchange. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Say, I am no longer condemned. I am justified. I am justified. Hallelujah. Say, today I feel freer than yesterday. Today I feel free. I have the joy and the righteousness of God. I am the joy and the righteousness of God. The Bible, the word of God, you know that is, uh, is the truth. Only the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. This is what I'm talking is the truth. Some people are being liberated by this word. Where you have been failing to pray to go before God. Because each time you try to pray, you think, ah, what, what did I do? Just, ah, my God, I think I'm not worthy. And the devil starts speaking to you again, accusing you before the Father. Are you hearing me? But when you know the revelation, you know the truth. Hallelujah. That which I'm talking to you today, Hey, the devil cannot even say anything to you. This thing must stick in your head, must be in your heart, must be in your mind. 
that you are the righteousness of God. You cannot be accused by the devil. Mm. Hallelujah. This is the truth that the devil does not want you to know. Each time when I'm preaching like this, maybe he's trying to distract you so that you don't hear it. I disconnect. Disconnect, yes. I love that one. He does not want you to know this truth because the righteousness of God itself is just a powerful weapon. Hallelujah. That you can use before God. To say, I have a relationship with my, with my father. I can go anytime. We are no longer living in those days where the priest will go behind the veil. Where everyone else has to stay somewhere, you know, at the back there. Only the priest who is righteous, who is holy, has to go behind the curtain. And also the priest, you know, he will go with these ropes tying, you know, his legs. If there is sin in him that he has not confessed, God will kill him there. And no one goes in, they have to pull, pull him out. <laughs> but Jesus, when he died on the cross, what happened to the veil? The veil was torn right from the top to the bottom. Hallelujah. To say now everyone has access. Everyone has access anytime. If, it's, if it's, as I'm speaking right now, you can access God, the throne of grace. Hallelujah. As the righteousness of God. Now, you know, this subject, it gives us assurance. It gives us an assurance to say, as for me, when I check out of this world, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. Hallelujah. It gives us an assurance of our salvation. If you are that kind of a person where you are not sure of your salvation, I think Papa shared this. I also did it. When I, after I was saved, I don't know how many times I made the sinner's prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Because I needed that assurance. Indeed, sometimes I make a mistake. I, am I really born again? How come I'm not really feeling it? I have to repeat again. I have to go back and repeat the sinner's prayer again. Because I wanted that assurance. But now with this truth that I'm saying now, I know it. I know it. My salvation is sure. Hallelujah. My salvation is sure. Sometimes we judge people according to the flesh. That's what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Is it from verse number where we read? Is it verse? Maybe look at We know Christ is. We knew Christ according to the flesh. Hallelujah. Maybe let's look at that verse. Romans chapter 5. I have to look at. Um, I'm trying to learn to memorize scriptures like Papa. Hey, you can memorize the whole chapter. Hallelujah. Praise to God. My mind is developing <laughs> to memorize scriptures. Hallelujah. Right. Right. Romans chapter 5. For if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. Now from verse number 16, the Bible says, 
What does the Bible say? Anyway, okay, I'll read. Proverbs 16 says, Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Apostle Paul is saying, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. But there are some people, sometimes they regard you according to the flesh. When they look at you, making mistakes, they say, ah, but this one. They are regarding you according to the flesh. Don't worry about them. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So do not despise someone who is born again. The righteousness of God. He can surprise you. Hallelujah. Don't look about their past. Hallelujah. Look with a view, with the eye of God. How God sees them. Hallelujah. There are people in the Bible who had this revelation of what we are talking today about. Who believed God and it was a credit to them for righteousness. Number one, we learned about Abraham. Is it Abraham? <laughs> they called in, in the other faith, they called Ibrahim, you know. But they were talking about the same man. You know, Abraham. And also David is the second man. If you read the whole chapter of um, uh, Romans chapter 4, you pick up David there. Hallelujah. Having also the same revelation of the righteousness of God. Amen. Didn't he make mistakes? King David, he did make, 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 make mistakes, but God said, I found a man after my own heart. Hallelujah. He was still the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. So today, I want you to shift your mindset and see yourself, as long as you are born again, you've got a relationship with Christ Jesus, you've confessed Christ Jesus in your life, then you are justified. Being justified, God, when God justifies you, what it means is He regards you righteous. He declares to say you are righteous. That is justification. Justification means basically you are declared righteous. Hallelujah. Amen. Clap hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. And clap hands for me also. I am teaching. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> How deep should I go? Powerful, powerful, powerful. Son of a prophet. Teaching like my papa. This this is this is this is encouraging. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have got the whole day. You know, even when we know our nature who we are, our position in Christ. The way we pray changes. You approach God with no guilt, no shame. This is one thing that is killing Christians today. You approach God with guilt and shame. Guilt and shame is staying in you. God says, I've forgiven you. I'm not seeing any sin in you. You are the righteousness of God. 
but guilt and shame, you still condemn yourself. What does the Bible, Romans chapter 8? Therefore, there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The point is, if you are in Christ Jesus, there is no more condemnation for you. Hallelujah. Condemnation is only for those who are not in Christ. Hallelujah. No condemnation for you. You are justified. Hallelujah. Sometimes people condemn themselves. Self-condemnation is there. People, you find Christians self-condemning themselves. I am not worthy. I think I'm not good enough. How sad it is when God justifies you. When the Son of God came, died on the cross for you. He went all those through the shameful things. People spitting on him. He died for you. For you only for only for you to get the free gift of God, which is the righteousness of God. And then you go again <clears throat> through your own mouth. Then you go say, I am not worthy. I am not a righteous person. No. Hallelujah. We need to change our minds. Hallelujah. See ourselves as God sees us. Hallelujah. Imagine you have a child. Makes a mistake. He comes on to you every day to the Father. Dad, I'm not good. I made these mistakes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the morning, I'm sorry. Mommy, I'm sorry. I'm not good at anything. And the person is crying to you. You try to encourage. No, it's okay. It's okay. You grow up. It's okay. You do better next time. Mommy, no, no. I don't want to hear that. I'm not, no, I'm not good at anything. <laughs> It's just, how do you feel as a parent? That issue needs to be settled once and for all. When, once the child comes to you and says, Daddy, I'm sorry, I've made a mistake. That's okay. You're forgiven. You can do better next time. Okay. And then you rise up. That matter is settled. Even if uh, a brother, you know, myself, I, brought, I was born in a bigger family. Sometimes you mess up. Maybe my parents, they don't know. My brother will say, yeah, I know what you've done. And now, <laughs> you will see. Start sending me. Do this for me. The moment I try to, re to refuse, so I'm, telling, I'm, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> you're in trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, sometimes you become a victim, a slave, because of, <laughs> of your own actions. Until you decide... If you are wise, you go and circle the matter with the parents, even if they don't know. You go and circle the matter, this is what I've done, and then they forgive you. When they try to accuse you now, it's say, ah, I don't care anymore. <laughs> that matter is settled. <laughs> That's the devil for you. That's how he operates. He wants to accuse you day and night. He wants to make you feel like you are not righteous, you are not holy, you are not, you are not worth it, so that it takes you out. Of the presence of God. It takes you out of the church. 
He doesn't want you to know this truth. Hallelujah. Say, devil, you are in trouble. Now I know the truth. Now I know my position. Now I know my position. I will not move. I will not move. I believe. I believe. Therefore, I will speak. Therefore, I will speak. In the name of Jesus in Christ. In the name of Jesus. Clap hands for Jesus Christ. The nature of God, the righteousness of God is inside of me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The righteousness of God was imputed in me, sort of injected. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give glory to God. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. I will encourage you, uh, when you go home, I know I left quite a number of um, passages because this subject is a bigger subject of righteousness. Like I mentioned, if you read from chapter Romans chapter 1, chapter 2, 3, 4, 5, up to chapter 10, you understand. Especially, I know, first three chapters, they are the foundation. From chapter 3 onwards, up to chapter 10. Hallelujah. Take time to study those scriptures. Even in our Bible studies, I think we're going to, to focus on one of the chapters. We may not finish all the chapters this month, but my prayer to you is, for you is, this needs to get into your spirit. You just need to understand it. Hallelujah. Because the righteousness of God, that's the one that will just produce in you holiness. Hallelujah. In you salvation. Hallelujah. So you don't need to put your own effort in doing these things, in pleasing God. Hallelujah. The throne of grace is open for us hallelujah hallelujah maybe last passage that i'm going to to read is hebrews chapter chapter 4 from verse number 14 and then we are going to pray amen now i feel in my spirit people have understood this it's not about how much uh, <clears throat> it's not about how much time it's about me perceiving to the people that I'm talking to, to say they are getting it or not. I am not sweating to, to deliver the message. I can feel the, the, you know, people receiving the message. Hallelujah. The joy inside of me. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Praise the Lord. This thing that Jesus did is a wonderful, wonderful thing. That's why when it comes to righteousness, you cannot equate to anything. You cannot equate to anything. There's no substitute at all. You cannot add to what Jesus did on the cross. You can't say, I've accepted Jesus. Yes, you know, for me to be righteous enough, I have to add this. At least let me do this. No. Otherwise, the whole thing becomes void. Are you hearing me? From verse number 14, seeing then that we have a great, great high priest who has passed the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confessions. Say, let us hold fast our confessions. 
that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Yes, we have our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hallelujah. Philippians for Jesus. We thank God for Jesus Christ because as the high priest, he did everything for us. Hallelujah. For us to become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. There are many, many benefits of righteous people in the Bible. As we are going to pray, I'll be touching some of them. As we are confessing, we'll be touching some of them. Hallelujah. We know the righteous will, it will eventually attain, attain what you call eternal life. Eternal life is for the righteous. Hallelujah. I mentioned earlier on to say the righteous man may fall seven times, but he shall rise up again. Hallelujah. What caused them to rise up is because of the righteousness of God inside of them. So there is a hope for the children of God that are born again. So do not despise someone who is struggling whether at what, what point in, the, in their Christian walk. Do not despise them. One day is one day. Hallelujah. They will rise up again. There is a hope for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible also says, whatever, whoever trusts in the riches, they will fall. But the rushers will strive like a, like a green leaf. Hallelujah. The rushers will strive up again. Hallelujah. Let us rise up on our feet. We are going to, to pray. Hallelujah. There are many benefits for the children of God, the righteous. He blesses them. Hallelujah. He surrounds them with favor of shield. Hallelujah. The Bible also says, tell the righteous, it is well with them. For they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. One thing that really encourages me is the Bible says when the rushers cry, the Lord will hear. So in other words, the prayer that is not answered is a prayer when you position yourself not as a rushers person. The moment you can start condemning yourself inside of you, do not expect an answer. But the moment you see yourself in a position of righteousness as a righteous person, when you pray, you know your prayer is going to be answered. Hallelujah. Because the righteous cry and the Lord hears and it delivers them from all their troubles. Hallelujah. Amen. There are also some benefits, things like, um, this is David was speaking. He says, I've, I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the rushers being forsaken. No, it's the children begging for bread. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. 
Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom. Shalom.